Hello and welcome to this podcast, Yes, I Have a Voice. My name is Ruth Lewis-Cost and I'm a caregiver and I am blessed to be looking after my elderly parents. I started this podcast to remind ourselves that looking after those in need is a privilege. As unpaid caregivers, we need to have a voice. We need to be able to shout loud and be proud of our status. And caregiving has no age. People of all ages are caregivers. This is my way of supporting you all emotionally and practically with tools from other caregivers on how to find the joy in your situation and make amazing memories. So let's dive into this week's episode. So today I'm joined by Jennifer Hillary and Jennifer Hillary um, has at various points looked after her mum who in both instances I believe um, I'm saying both because I think it was two but I might be wrong was going through major major surgery and need an awful lot of care post-operation for a number of months. So Hillary first of all where are you in the world? So I'm in the United States. I live in Wisconsin, Midwesterner. That's great. I don't, I've never been there, but one day I'm sure I will. So yeah, tell us, tell us your story with your mom. So my mom um, has scoliosis and that's a condition where your spine starts um, turning in on itself. So then it starts compressing um, the nerve endings and just is a very painful thing and can affect other body function as well. Um, And hers just got to the point where there had to be surgical intervention. It was a very major surgery. It took nine hours for them to do it. And it was a one year recovery time for that. When did she have this? Uh, It was about 10 years ago. Okay. And what's been happening with her since? Well, she, she went through her recovery time during her surgery. She thought she was going to go back to work. She decided she wasn't going to do that. She was enjoying retirement life. Um, and then maybe five or six years after she had had her surgery, she took a tumble down her stairs at her house. We were very concerned with obviously her previous surgery being affected from that. But what did happen is she shattered her leg and she had to have some reconstructive surgery on that. So she could do no weight bearing at that point. And we did, because she has stairs, we moved her in with us um, for easier access for her to do everything and for us to take care of her. So that means that twice in your life, you had to interrupt your life. Now, I know you've got children as well. So you were telling me that the first time after the um, the first operation, so you moved lock, stock and barrel with your children into her house. Now, that must have been quite a disruption, not only for you, but for your kids as well. I would say that it's kind of like you you lose a sense of your own space. Um, It was my childhood home and my children have spent lots of time there. And so we were comfortable there, but it's just all of our stuff went into storage because, you know, her furniture was there and it was just kind of a a loss of self at that point, you know? Yeah. So how did you deal with that? I mean, how did it feel emotionally to you? It's challenging. You know, I kind of just tried to push those feelings to the side so I could take care of my mom and take care of my 
my kids and, you know, they still had schoolwork and sports and, and activities that I had to be there for and take them to. But they also did a lot of helping with my mom. Um, we're a very close family, fortunately, so that they are also close with her. My siblings helped a lot. They didn't move in with her, but they did They did come over and help. You know, running a restaurant, I worked on the weekends. So my brother would come over on the weekends. My sister would come over after work just to make sure everything was being taken care of the way it should be. And did you find at any point going through all that sort of upheaval, the emotional side and everything, that it actually, although you, you felt that you were dealing with it, did you find at any stage at that time or even afterwards that that sort of suppression of that those emotions came back to you? Oh, yes, absolutely. You can only hold on to it for so long before you have to deal with it. Um, and, you know, I, my sister was a great outlet for me. I, I call, would call her and we would cry together and work, work through our emotions, you know, and our feelings. And just, just talking about it with someone was, was a huge help that it helped get beyond that. And like, okay, let's get to the next step now. So you would definitely advocate for people to just speak about it. And I think this is one of the reasons I started this podcast, I say, I think I know, is because I felt that people need to speak out a bit more and not be afraid to do so, whether it's to members of their family, to friends, or just generally, because by talking about it, you do let out so many emotions that need to come out. Otherwise, they actually can harm you in different ways, ways you don't even expect. Oh, yes. And your emotions, they can come out in physical ways, too. You know, you hold it all inside. You're going to start getting headaches and muscle aches and fatigue. And just you have to talk about your emotions and work through them so that you can be physically well and mentally well. Yeah, absolutely. So the first time you moved in with your mom and then when she had her accident 10 years later, she moved in with you. Is that right? That is right. Did you find that um, easier? It was easier. I was in my own space. I don't think it was easier for her, though. Like I was in my own space, but she wasn't. I guess the reason the change in that situation was um, the first time she still had my, her childhood home and there was enough space for all of us there. There was enough bedrooms and everything for us. Whereas for the second time, she had sold that home and moved into a small condo. So there was no space for us to go with her. She just had to come to two hours. She does not like feeling like a burden. She likes to try to do things on her own. And she just could not at that point physically bear any weight. So we had to be there for her. How has she recovered now? Oh, she's doing amazing now. Um, she still struggles a little bit with chronic pain. But she goes out to lunch with her friends and she goes to the grandkids' concerts and she spends time with a bunch of family. She is always out and about doing something. And living in her own home now. Yep, living on her own. That must be such a, such a sort of fantastic thing for you to see after, after all that, because obviously there are times I'm sure you wondered whether where it would get back to. It might not have got back to that place so that must have been a difficult thought pattern for you as well yeah it was and you know it's I have a partner who's who's very supportive and 
I know I leaned on him a lot to help with things um, at the house, you know, cooking, cleaning, things that I would normally do that, that he just took on during that time. That's fantastic. I think that is so important, isn't it? And people do kind of get through it, this a lot more easily if they have a supportive partner. So I would agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. So tell me, what did you do when you when you were in the thick of it and you were looking after your mom? Um, I mean, obviously, maybe she was sometimes a bit sort of restrictive in what she could physically do. But what did you do to have fun and find a bit of joy in all of this? You know, we're just making sure she gets out of the house. You know, if that's, you know, taking the wheelchair and walking her around the block. My sister-in-law took her to um, a family birthday party that, you know, she was afraid she was going to have to miss. Um, but everybody kind of made little sacrifices and helped along so that she could, you know, still do the things that brought her joy. Because she really loves spending that family time. That's lovely. She doesn't like missing any dances or concerts or anything that's going on. That's fantastic. I can see, I can feel that you are a very close-knit family by the fact that she loves to do that. And obviously your children love to have her around and that's her other grandchildren as well. So is there anything that you can offer other people as an idea or tips on how they should sort of deal with situations that might come upon them whereby they become the primary caregiver to a member of the family and just have to deal with it emotionally, mentally, what they can do. Like we said earlier, make sure you have someone that you can lean on to talk to and express truly how you're feeling um, without judgment. And the other thing would be just to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, Make sure you're eating, make sure you're drinking water, make sure, you know, you're taking vitamins um, and then you know, making sure you have a snippet of time to yourself every day. You know, if that's a 10 minute walk in the morning or 15 minutes reading a book at night, just making sure you have a little decompression time. Yeah, I think that's vitally important. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much. Oh, one thing I know I wanted to ask you was that um, while you were looking after your mother the first time, I believe, you were running, you mentioned the, the job you were doing in a restaurant, but you also were telling me that you took over your mother's business as well. I did. I did. She was very determined that she was going to keep her job after her surgery and being self-employed, she needed someone to take care of that while she was in recovery. And so it, she she cleaned. And so before I would go to my restaurant, I would go to her cleaning job and I would take care of that for her. Um, she did decide about six months in that she liked being retired and she did not want to go back to work. So that was then we gave them notice and said they would have to find someone else. I think I love that. <laughs> you were busy looking after it for her and then she said, oh, no, I don't want it. I think it's great. <laughs> you might. I bet you weren't too happy about it. <laughs> you know she worked hard her whole life she deserves to have a little time herself now absolutely yes good on her Jennifer thank you it's been an absolutely delight to to chat to you and um, I wish you and your mum very well thank you same to you thank you thank you for listening and don't forget if you like this episode please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review it really helps See you next time.